All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 229 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gale. You know who I am. Damn it, even if I can't say what? it. I'm Julia Gill, admin on the Kiss FAQ message board. And uh, today it's just Ken, the voice of reason, 69th Blizzard, and myself. And um, we're going to talk about the Sacramento End of the Road show. So if you've had overdose of End of the Road, are waiting for your show, um, simply don't care, hate us, turn off now because uh, that's what it's going to be about. I'm also going to talk a little bit about doing the Tommy um, Explorer guitar meet and greet as well towards the end of it. So um, Ken, it's all about you really today. It's uh, we, we did Vancouver and talked about my um, perceptions of the show, but you've had to wait a few days since that original episode because uh, you did join me on that 9am call uh, the day after the show. Right. Sacramento. Your first show, um, how many shows are you going to do on the tour, number one? Well, right now I'm going to go uh, do two shows, so i got one more, and that's going to be in September in, in Oakland. Far more convenient, way more convenient, I'm actually. I'm looking oh, yeah, it's, it's much, it's closer, yeah, a lot closer. And, and that, Sacramento. Yeah, and that one, is, I, I think, is the last date currently scheduled on the tour, so that should be interesting. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, what I want to find out today is obviously we talked to me, or you guys talked to me, about uh, Vancouver. How did your perceptions of the show, you know, differ from mine? And obviously we've had some comments on the episodes that we've been posting recently. Thank you, everyone who's commented or participated in the conversation. Thank you to the people who I've had to delete. Um, you know, just thank you for the comments. You know, people have said that we all seem to be on a very similar wavelength in terms of our perceptions about KISS. And that probably is true to a certain extent, as we've known each other quite a long time mm -hmm. and uh, I've done quite a lot of shows together. But uh mm -hmm. All right, so you went up to Sacramento. Why Sacramento? Why not some of the other shows in the area? Uh, no, no desire to travel? Uh, yeah, I mean, if Sacramento wasn't there and, you know, Oakland, I mean, Oakland came later. I didn't know Oakland was going to happen, so I chose that's going to be the only, you know, Northern California show. Um, had it been not a Sacramento or Oakland, I would have, I probably would have went to L.A., L.A. Forum, that one, um, <clears throat> or Fresno. Um, but uh, so, yeah, Sacramento, it seemed like a no-brainer. It was only one at the time. Um, you know, it's it's not too bad of a drive. I mean, it's probably about an hour and a half max um, to get there. Actually, it made pretty good time, so. Yeah, from um, from Concord. What time did you set out? Because I worked that day in Nevada and uh, headed up to Sacramento from there. And it, you know, it was ninety minutes from Nevada, so nice and easy for once. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I can't tell you exactly time because we I can't remember, but we were down in uh, Pleasant Hill area and and just kept going from there. We were doing other stuff and and just headed from there. So uh, it didn't take that long. And actually, it may have taken closer to an hour. <laughs> 
you know. It seemed like it didn't take that long because I was listening to actually the Kiss Army radio on the way on the on the drive all the way over there. So, so let's you've just that's a nice segue just into a brief interruption. Did you sign up to Sirius specifically because of Kiss Radio, or did you already have it and it's just an added bonus now for you? I already had it. I got it starting around 2015 uh, with a newer car then, um, and I, I've just kept it. Um, kept it going since then so so how how's kiss radio been for you i mean have you enjoyed it or are they playing some are they doing deep cuts are they doing the standard stuff they've done some deep cuts they have done deep cuts Uh, i mean i mean i even saw someone posted i i didn't hear it when it was on but i finally found my way (laughs) it's a deep cut uh if any um but yeah there there is deep cuts on there um and uh, surprisingly, actually, um, and it's been good, you know, uh, I enjoy some of the already I know stories that Gene interjects and Paul Stanley interjects uh, in between certain songs, you know, every now and then um, it's, you know, it's, it's still pretty good. Uh, it's I'll probably overdose on it real quick. So it's probably good. That's going to go off after a little while. Yeah, a few, a few weeks of it is probably enough, or however long they're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. It's been very positive, the response I've heard from it. I'm glad that they took the time to record some little bits to play in between the songs yeah. and talk about the the stuff that's being played. So that that's an added bonus. Last night, of course, was the Sirius XM show in Los yeah. Angeles, which looked absolutely mental. I would love to have been down there for that, to see them in a club in 500, but I had family things. You know, I couldn't even be bothered to, to try. I wasn't going to change anything to do with with real life for that, especially with flying to Vancouver and then flying to L.A. But, you know, the whole Sirius thing seems to have been, uh, you know, a massive success. So I do not use Sirius. I refused it because of how they treated me. Um, I've, grumbled, okay. I've, I've grumbled about it repeatedly. It was it was like having telemarketers from hell that would not leave me alone. They would call me five times a day, ask really? me if I was going to do my uh, subscription. I had two cars, which was probably why okay. I, I got so many calls. I was getting so much junk through the post. I was like, no, I'm never, ever going to use Sirius whatsoever. And now I kind of regret it. But, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, I listen to CDs. I have a thumbstick in my car anyway. That so. Works. Yeah, and I don't have commercials or, you know, whatever. All right, so let's get back to Sacramento. So had you watched David Garibaldi on YouTube before going up? I didn't. No, I did not watch it. And so I was kind of interested to see how that went over. I mean, I heard about it, read what people um, said he painted on his prior shows. Um, But uh, so I thought, well, this is going to be different, uh, interesting. Um, And, you know, it was... It was all right. It was enjoyable. It was something different. Uh, it was very, I mean, very impressive how he, he paints uh, with his hands and, and uh, you know, does it to the music of the artist that he's painting. Yeah, it's just it's just so interesting, um, especially when he does, like, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix uh, upside down uh, and then flips it over. It's just, you know, it's impressive if you can paint somebody somebody's uh, portrait upside down and <laughs> it, it's good. It, it, it was all right. I mean, it was a good little, uh, thing and, you know, in between, uh, the, you know, waiting and, and, and waiting for kiss. Um, so it was okay. It saved my ears a bit, you know, not having two bands, I guess. 
Yeah, and you know what? When you you could probably could see it from your seats because you, you did wave to me, by the way. Thank you. Um, I did wave from from where you were seated. You had a good view of the stage, and you can tell that there is not a lot of room with which to work um, getting a opening act on stage and off stage. So it makes no. a lot more sense once you see the layout of how things are constructed, and on the sides um, are stairs that go down. So there again, there there is not kind of the area, especially with all the pyro pots and all the lights oh, yeah. and everything, um, in order to do a separate gear for uh, a band, unless they were like a very traditional three-piece ZO2 type band, you know, with a, just a small set of stacks and you know small drums. But still, um, it made a lot more sense. I didn't get to see him again. You know, I got texted. I'd taken my seat. Someone actually took a photo of the stage, and there's me in my gray jacket, like one of the only people down on the floor at that point. I, was, I thought it was <laughs> hilarious. I stick out like a sore thumb. Might as well wear like a green mankini. Um, so I went up upstairs to the foyer and hung out with friends and just chatted until the show. And, you know, all of a sudden the EDM music and some of the Queen stuff comes on. And you're like, oh, he's painting. I'm like, right. I didn't even look around the corner because I was with friends and that was more important uh, to me. So I have not watched the full YouTube video yet. So LA is coming and that's going to be my last chance to see him because that's currently yep. his last scheduled date on the tour. So I would like to see him just so that I've had the perspective of watching him. I've seen the artwork and I posted yesterday um, that the Sacramento art of Kiss that he did had been given to 916 Inc., which works on youth writing and community communication development it's a charity that tries to make more effective communicators uh from young people who may be challenged in some way with that um and it was up to i think fourteen thousand dollars so mm -hmm. from a charitable perspective of whether you care about the art uh whether you care about what you're watching as an opening act i was that, that kind of prodded me and said hey there's a bigger picture to remember when they said they were going to auction these off they said it but when you actually see it being auctioned off and you see what it's going to benefit it, it again, you're like, OK, that's fantastic. You know, good for them. Good for yeah. him. He's a he's a local Sacramento guy as well. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is the Sacramento Bee um, obviously had someone at the show. They stayed for the art, reviewed him and didn't review Kiss like oh, wow typical that's ridiculous so i'm glad you got to see it and you know I, my i think my only criticism remains that he's pretty much doing the same thing every show but then again how can he do something different every show because a lot of prep probably goes into being able to paint upside down and flip over that Jimi hendrix photo yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or painting into um you know, in, into its right orientation. The one thing that I've heard everyone who's seen it, and, you know, I've talked to a couple dozen people who've actually watched it, and I haven't heard a negative comment about it. Not, I hate it, it's stupid, nothing like that. There's some yeah. like, who are like, meh, whatever. Um, and others who thought it was actually pretty neat, because it doesn't go on too long. And it is something mm, different yeah. that you, a lot of people otherwise would not pay to go see David Garibaldi. Let's put it that way. So you're kind of getting him That's by true. default and maybe you're experiencing something new. So and take a positive out of it. And if you don't like it, if you hate it, know it's going to be over quickly. So just shut your eyes. <laughs> yes. All right. So, so where were you sitting for the, the show in comparison with the, the kind of layout of the arena? Uh. You know, I was almost uh, as deep back as you were, so slightly more, as you saw me, 
gave to you. Uh, I was slightly back from you, but I was off to the side on the side uh, seat stands, uh, third row, third row back there. Um, it was actually a, a great, a great, you know, seat for being over there. I thought, no, oh, that's, that's not too bad. Uh, I could see everything. Um, it's not too far away. They actually felt pretty darn close, um, you know, to me or to us. So it was all right. It's, it wasn't far back. And, uh, I mean, I've been a lot farther back um, than that before. But I was, you know, happy that, it, you know, I could see everything and it was all right there. Uh, I didn't miss anything. I could see the screen, see the effects, see the laser, see everything can see when Paul goes the other way. Gene's thing goes right over my head uh, at the end of the show. So yeah, it was good. Good, good seats. Yeah. Because I was row H on the floor. So that what's that translate into eighth row, I think. Uh, so definitely in like the, the first, I guess, quarter of the, the floor space. Um, mm -hmm. I was probably right in front of Paul's mic and you would have been on Gene's side of this. Yeah, stage. I was on Gene's side. Yeah, so again, I don't think there's a bad view in the house. Jonathan was posting some photos that are kind of from behind on the obstructed view seats and I was like, holy crap, those are some great views just because they're a different perspective. Now, if you mm -hmm. haven't seen multiple shows, don't hang out online, watch a lot of YouTube videos and are a complete dork, then you might not be so impressed by those seats, but uh, in terms of what he was posting, um, you know, very cool again. And as you rightly say, from the, the angle where you are, if you're on that side on the first level of um, the arena, you get to see Gene on the what a cherry picker or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 right over. <laughs> I mean, it's a swung right over, I mean, straight over my head. Yeah, and if you're on the other side, then you'd have Tommy on that side, so you both right. both elevated sides get in on the action and get to see a lot of the kind of movements and stuff, and people who are further back get, obviously, to see all of it uh, kind mm -hmm. of in, in, in view. So let's talk about the... Um, we didn't get to meet up in, before the show, so I... No, I tried, I tried to meet up with you. Uh, I went to the sauced place... Um, and they were letting people in and, and they were saying, you know, two hour wait and stuff like that. Um, but I thought, okay, well, I, that doesn't matter. I, I figured you're just in there. I can go in there, but it was crazy. And I, I was just gonna, you know, are you, I called you or texted you. You said you were outside. Yeah. And it was freezing outside. It was bloody cold. I mean, even though I had a heater above me, it was anemic. And only when the wind blew in a certain direction did you feel any warmth. <laughs> I was shivering. Um, I'd, yeah, given up so a, we I'd, I'd given up a table in there because I, I had a six-person table. And, you know, I'd just been in there a little bit too long. And it, it wasn't right just to, to – oh. I, I couldn't keep drinking beer. I wouldn't have made it to the show. So I, I left it and uh, went outside and then – you know, I'd been there early because I was doing again. I was doing the Tommy guitar thing, and I wasn't. It was supposed to happen before, um, so I needed to be up there because I didn't know what the scheduling would be like. And you know, it just didn't work out that it didn't happen before. So I was kind of hanging around. Yeah, it was. It was too cold. I mean, it was too cold. So I just said, "No, I'm like, I'm like, I stay outside." <laughs> it's like we, we were like not staying outside. So I found another a block away, a, a little Mexican joint, about yeah, a block away off to the side. Uh, which was we got in there at the right time because a whole bunch of Kiss fans were coming in there after us uh, found the place too. So 
I think I would have rather had Mexican than that barbecue. I was belching up that shit all night long. So I don't know. That Mexican wasn't the greatest either. No? <laughs> this one. That would be better ones. <laughs> I guess around so, around any venue is not going to be the greatest thing. So I, I met up with a few people, managed to distribute all my buttons. I mean, I've got two left. One's for Arturo, and one's actually for you. Um, yeah, yeah, So I, That's why I'm just... Yeah, so, you know... I unloaded these. I unloaded all my T-shirts because um, obviously you can't go selling shit at a oh. event. But I was just handing out T-shirts uh, for the FAQ for for people and see if any turn up online on eBay. But uh, so it, it was fun. It was cool. You know, the few people I saw beforehand was great. Hanging out in line waiting for it to open was you know fun because you know it, you're all about to go in to you know a, the final show. And everyone's talking about their perspectives and stuff. So you go in after uh, the artist again. You go uh, listen to a little bit more music over overhead, and then rock and roll comes on. So you know it's about to happen. Um, What did the audience look like to you from your perspective? Because from mine, looking back, it looked like the place was absolutely packed to the room. It was, yeah, yeah. I was looking around right before the show started and. It looked packed. I said, this, this looks pretty well, almost, you know, close to sold out. Um, you know, maybe a few hundred, but it, it was packed. Um, I mean, getting in there though was, I mean, I don't know why they opened the doors only an hour before the show starts. Uh, that's, that just seemed strange to me. I mean, is it, this was a huge line I was in outside just to get in the, the entrance um it was ridiculous really uh but uh we we got in and uh and went to the merchandise booth which moved pretty quick um yeah but then we got our seats and uh it's a great nice venue it's only been there for like three or four years now um i think three years it opened a few years ago and uh it's very well designed except for the cup holders which lost a drink um because it's about that deep or a little deep, you know, it's like an inch deep to put your cup into the, into the holder. And it got knocked over, barely just touching it. Uh, it was like, why don't they make the deep ones, you know, anymore? Uh, anyway, that was, that's beside the point, but there was a guy next to me sitting and I was talking to him. I said, Hey, have you seen kiss before? He goes, no, this is my first, first show. Oh, I said, uh, he says, yeah, I've always been, he says, I always liked Kiss, but I just never had the time to ever get out and see them. It was kind of my bucket list kind of thing. And uh, I said, oh, cool. And then he said, he said he got a picture. <laughs> he said he had gotten a picture with Ace out out in the, <laughs> I'm like, Ace? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, um, well, I I, I <laughs> I told him, I said, well, Ace is no longer with the band. It says now it's, it's Tommy Thayer. And, uh, and so he thinks he may have gotten, you know, I didn't want to, you know, don't, don't break his heart, it. Ken. Don't break I, his I heart. Say, I let him think that he got a picture with Tommy Thayer out, out in the corridor or whatever. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's the only thing they sell out there that's signed, I believe. Uh, they have Eric's drum heads and they have Tommy's autograph photo and that's it. For yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he said he got a picture with well, a picture with oh, the with? member. 
with Ash. Oh, yeah. And 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 I said, no, it's Tommy Thayer. But I didn't tell him it wasn't Tommy Thayer. Um, (laughs) It was some. There was some guys dressed up like Kiss out there, and there are a lot uh, of people with great. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the the fun thing about these shows. I mean, you may have seen the guy down in the front who was dressed up as Uncle Sam with jean makeup. Yeah. That yep. was fantastic. That was great. Yeah, brilliant. So, you know, and then there are a lot of kids who are painted up, and that's really what I enjoy. The people who dress up, um, quite a few painted up ladies, too. So that was always an interesting twist on things. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, uh, so the yeah, – go ahead. Merch booth. I didn't make it there. Uh, did you get an event shirt, and how were the prices on the T-shirts? Because, again, I've only been to the one in Canada. I've not been to the, uh, the uh, no, merch booth get- yet. I didn't get the shirt. Um, I thought I might wait until later or maybe even Oakland. <laughs> Either that or it's going to be online or in Oakland, I'm thinking. Um, the deal is, uh, yeah, there were some high prices on those shirts. Um, I mean, it's not surprising, um, but there was a hell of a lot of shirts. And now they have a, I don't know if it was that one of yours, but a Creatures of the Night 10th Anniversary shirt. Yeah, the retro uh, shirts. I was like, shoot, I had that shirt when I went to the show back in, you know, 83. as the exact same shirt that I had. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same exact design, or it's very close to that. Um, So that was cool. Uh, There were some interesting shirts, uh, but people were buying. You know, whether it was the shirts, uh, like you said, the drum head, the Tommy Sayer picture with the pigs, autograph picture that is. Um, and then uh, just several shirts, of course, the tour program, coffee mug, keychain. I think that's around. There might be something else. So I'm going to wait to get a shirt. I think either I'm going to get it, like I said, online or it'll be in Oakland. And here's the interesting thing. Apparently, uh, the tour books is sold out uh, in Sacramento. So I know. Oh. I know they've been taking pictures, and I don't doubt there'll be a second version with um, some of the live shots from the tour added in, because that's just what happens on many big tours like this. I mean, if anyone remembers the live worldwide, how many different versions of that tour book were they? I mean, you have to have one ready to go out the door, and then you've got to uh, update it and not, you know, so you can sell more, because everyone's got yeah. like two or three. Um, we'll be doing the drawing, by the way, on the uh, second tour book giveaway tomorrow on Wednesday the 13th at noon Pacific Time. So I'll announce that in this week's regular show as this, uh, again, is just Sacramento. And then we'll do a regular episode next week. All right, let's talk set list. So opening is uh, Detroit Rock City. And uh, obviously you get the hum, the drone starting traditionally, curtains up there. You, know, you see them moving around up on those pods at the top, and you know the shit's about to hit the fan. Uh, how was that intro for you, and what were your thoughts of the uh, pods lowering and all the pyro? I mean, you must have been had a great view of all that pyro going off. Oh, yeah, it was a great view. Uh, I saw all the pyro going off. And, and from where I was sitting, I could still... Feel the heat. I mean, it was pretty darn warm, especially the bigger flames that go, like, shoot, like, sideways out kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, man, you could really feel it from where I was. I, I don't know if that's surprising to you, but I could feel it. Uh, and even the, the blasts that they have, you know, the bomb, whatever you want to call it. Um, one time it caught me by surprise because I was uh, doing something. I was looking at something, and I got surprised, not at that not in that song, but later in the show where, you know, holy crap, I 
thought a nuclear you know bomb went off or something. So it was very cool seeing them come down on the pods. Um, <clears throat> it was exciting, uh, really exciting because I hadn't you know been in a while. Plus, this is really uh, one of their best stages uh, that they've ever had, and 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 in a long time as far as uh, what it does. I mean, it does so many things with the pods and. Uh, the lifts and the cherry picker type things and, uh, you know, Paul's, uh, alternate stage, um, in the back uh, near the soundboard. Um, so it's, it was very cool. Lasers, fire, bombs, fog, when Gene requested it. And, <laughs> Kitchen, basically, the kitchen yeah. sink's been thrown into this. It's a broadside. It's what side, a kiss show should be. It's what a kiss show always should have been. Um, yes. But then again, it's only after a few years of not having this sort of thing that all of a sudden it seems magnified. And people are saying, oh, it's to distract from all these negatives. No. It's, a, it's an exclamation point for me. And, and everyone's going to have their own perspectives. And if you're not into it, cool. I'm into it. I'm enjoying it. You know, when that curtain drops and the music started and the bombs are going off the sparkles are happening the band is up there i'm, I'm sorry paul's grinning you can see him oh, up yeah. there and he just is he's in paul mode tommy's there absolutely ready to rip and gene is menacing i mean they're all in character they're all ready to go it's a giant exclamation of what the evening's gonna be i mean it, it's like welcome to the show yeah, it's like a circus lyric. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Detroit Rock City yes, has been has been one of the songs that people have been kind of uh, singling out as having lip sync, having back too much backing tape, perhaps. Mm. And I don't notice it. I I thought this whole performance was very much more organic, more natural than the Vancouver show. Um, Paul's voice has areas of weakness. And there's no way around it. I'm not going to... Um, say that there 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 isn't problems but i thought he sounded fantastic i thought he sounded like paul should sound at that that age you know i, th I thought it was really really good sounding show yeah um i noticed right at the beginning i mean uh because it's always it's all been you know we made aware of you know the vocal things and our help um but i i could tell right away he was singing live right at the beginning um i could tell it was and then you don't see the transition, but there, yeah, there is a transition where it goes from his natural voice to the, like you call Sonic Lou or the, or the, the vocal help. Um, yeah, the, voice, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, that he's done for years. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that sort of, you know, thing is taped. Um, because that's got to be brutal yeah. to do night in, night out, because that's a real strain. And if he, if not, you know, well, I apologize, Paul, but I, that wouldn't surprise me in the slide if, if they're punching in those sorts of things or muting him down a little bit and playing. It's still him singing the original or the tape version for me, and that's perfectly fine. Um, yeah, it sounded fine. It, it sounded all alive to me. Uh, there was uh, there was points where I knew, I knew for sure it was his his natural voice uh current natural voice you, you could just tell that um but otherwise uh it was seamless really it was seamless and i didn't even need i wasn't paying attention you know after the 
like I said, that, that first song is just kind of everything was just going on. The music was great. I found myself, I found myself singing along to their songs more than I used to, you know, or not in a long time. That is, um, I was, I was feeling, get, I was more into it. Um, I was really enjoying it. Uh, the, the whole experience and the music and, uh, and they were having, I noticed they were having fun that night. They were goofing around and stuff. Um, Gene, that, that was around the beginning, um, where Gene had his, uh, costume wardrobe. You know, he needed that little bit of fixing going on. He went off to the side and the guy kept trying to fix it. Um, and then I guess he, he was warning Paul or something by he would, when Paul was talking, he would give a little bass note, dum, dum, you know, kind of thing. And, and Paul's looking over like, what are you, you know, he's trying to, I think, get his attention that hang on until his costume is you know adjusted before kicking into the next song but uh it, it was it was great they were great spirits uh they were having fun like i said paul was smiling gene was said something when paul went by and i think paul poked at gene another time um there was a lot of interaction between the yeah. members on stage not only the 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 gene trying to lick tommy and tommy he mess, did lick him. messing yeah. with him you know back or paul yeah. and gene poking each other um if it's yeah. if it's all if it's all milli vanilli as some people accuse you wouldn't hear gene doing bass notes or his hand moving on the fretboard of the bass during yeah. uh, during a, a paul That's... talking section paul talked a lot during the show as well from drone to final explosion the show was two two hours and eight minutes so yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah, that's a pretty long show. And a lot uh, for just 20 songs, Paul had a lot of kind of extended talking sections, um, which I noticed more this time than in Vancouver. He really seemed to be engaging the audience a lot more. So, yeah, for people out there who think it's all Milli Vanilli, that's a lot more stuff they had to tape in advance of the show. Um, no, it, it, <laughs> I, I thought the interaction with the crowd was way better. I thought there was much more of it and there was much more kind of poking and pointing at audience members. I think Gene at one point kind of shouted out, Hey, you too, Emily to someone like it looked like he was pointing to someone in the front front row who wasn't getting into it mm -hmm. enough. But, uh, you know, all of them, you hear Eric, you hear his drumstick, you know, on the rim of, of the drums and what was it? hundred thousand years. Oh yeah. Drum section. He started getting all out of sync. So, um, <laughs> He's playing live, without a doubt. Oh yeah, I mean, I know Gene's bass was up uh, very, you know, higher in in a uh, hundred thousand years, and you know he kicks it off anyway. Uh, but he was just riffing on there; it was just sounded great. Um, I was just watching him and watching him play, and and it's just, you know, I was just thinking, man, he's he's a lot, he's a good bass player, and. He just doesn't get it. It was so much fun. I mean, I've always said that Lick It Up and 100,000 Years and the extended parts of those are two of the parts that I hate most about Kiss shows and wish they'd do that oh, yeah. with. I haven't been, I have been enjoying 100,000 Years and the jam and, and Eric's stuff in there so much during this tour that I can just sit back and listen to it over and over again. It, it, I mean, you hear Gene hitting bum notes. You, yeah. 
you know, Tommy, I love the tone he's getting out of his guitar. Um, the mm -hmm. mix is really good of what the sound people have done. Paul is fantastic. Uh, you know, in the singing part, I can always do without the, the preacher rap, but come on, uh, you know, playing back oh. to the 75 era, uh, you get one last time. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. But the drums, the whole section is just one of the best parts of the Kiss show for me on this tour that I'm really just kind of standing there going, Gaga. I mean, <laughs> I'm not singing. I'm, I lip sync at concerts. I I, I just mouth. I, I I don't want to be heard right. uh, on on any recordings, you know, singing because I I'm horrible. But uh, you know, the guy next to me, I mean, he bumped and jostled me all night long. I mean, it was like, oh no, oh god, I was getting hit. He dropped his beer on my bag. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. um, but he, you know, for all of that, he was out of his mind having a great time. He turned around to me in hundred thousand years. He's like, come on, man, it's Kiss. I'm like, <laughs> settle down, Sparky. Settle down. Beer. I'm enjoying it inside. I may not be showing it on the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, if Gene said three, this guy was like three. You know, <laughs> everything. I was like, just the passion and wow. the excitement. Yeah, he was wasted, but you know, that's that's fine. But you know, just that kind of stuff. Because compared to him going nuts, and he was playing air guitar, he was playing air drums, and he's turning around drumming on me. I mean, the people in front of me were like a couple of hipsters who were just taking photos. Of oh. each other using kisses the background. I just wanted to reach and take their phone and like like Gene has done and just check yeah, yeah. it. It's like oh bugger off, <laughs> um, get get out. Because yeah, you know, on some of my video, I mean, I think people notice that they were just holding up their phones the whole time when they were oh, taking yeah. pictures of each other. That that drives me absolutely bonkers. But it, you know, down there on the floor, it was a great audience. What about you up there? Were the people like going nuts singing and really getting into yeah, it? Yeah, they were good. I mean, everyone was standing. Uh, we you know stood through the whole show. I mean, sometimes that doesn't happen when you're up in the uh, the seats area, in the seated area, but. Uh, yeah, I stood the whole show, uh, and almost I was the almost ever not everyone uh, stood, but there was a couple people that sat down in front of us, but that was about it. Everyone else was just standing, uh, and the people were all into it. Um, there was not a you know a, a moment of lit up during the show. It just you know it went right into the pretty much, and there it was less rap than the old Paul Stanley rapping going on. But it, it pretty much it, it was a good set list. It I think it, the order of the set list works. I don't know how it is how to say it, but it it works. Uh, even though we you know we heard some of those songs thousands of times, but it it worked. It was in a great order, and again it it just bounced to the next song, and you know people were were digging it definitely. Yeah. All right, so first few songs, Detroit, followed by Shout It Out Loud, Deuce, so obviously I'm happy by song three, uh, Say Yeah, yes. which actually goes across really well. I think Paul has managed to create a classic there. Um, so, Paul, your own arguments. It just takes a little bit of time for a song to become a classic, and if you keep playing it, maybe the audiences get used to it. And so Say Yeah is there, Into Heaven's On Fire, War Machine. Uh, the gene breathing fire. Um, could you actually even oh, see yeah. any of that? Because there was I so saw, much fog yeah. on the floor. I couldn't see anything. I was trying to see him on the screen. I saw his uh, top knot and I saw the sword. I couldn't see yeah. him. And then at the end of that, um, he obviously tried to throw it into the foam, the, the, flow, yeah. the foam block, and it bounced off and landed on the stage, and Paul yep. kind of, uh, I think, smushed it. Yeah. 
correct me. Yeah. Is that what it looked like up there? Where you yeah, I saw it clear. I saw it clear. I mean, uh, well, he firstly, he was in the fog. Yeah, the fog was just so heavy. Uh, and I could see he was he was going to uh, breathe fire from right to left. Uh, but then the fog was still there. And he just couldn't do it yet. He's just waiting for the fog to dissipate. And then I saw the flame start to blow the other or two towards him. So then he rotated around and was going to blow from left to right. And he came out of the fog. And then it finally the flame was right. He did it, you know, like like normal. And then he took his sword and threw it down. And, and I watched it bounce off the <laughs> the foam thing. Or I don't know if he hit the edge or whatever it did. But it went boing and flipped out, out onto the stage behind to, you know, it's back left of him. He kind of like looked over it like, ah, you know, and, and then, and then here comes the guy running out with the wet towel and he puts out the fire that's on, puts, puts the wet towel on that, goes over to the foam box and runs off. And, but then there's a little flame still sitting there on the stage burning. Nice. And, and Paul kind of, He's looking, hmm, and he walks over there, and he kind of, he stumps out like a cigarette right. with, his, with his with his boot, his front heel. Um, it's kind of funny. Um, so <laughs> that was that was a thing I've never seen before, at least there. I've never seen uh, him miss the uh, mark for this sword. Yeah, when Kiss goes, uh, shows go off script, is always entertaining. So after oh, yeah. after War Machine, I thought actually War Machine was fantastic. Uh, it's really powerful. It was good. Uh, lick it up, and then then we get one of the other effects is uh, you know they don't also they've got fog, they've got flames, they've got pyro, they've got explosions and lasers. Lasers are where yep, it really comes out in the lick it up extended kind of section. Um, you know, at this point I've let all all of that baggage go. You know, the, these parts of the show that I said I don't like, I could do with never hearing again. Well, I probably won't ever hear them again live, so I'm enjoying all the bits and That's pieces right. this time around. And Lick It Up still one of those. We've talked about 100,000 Years. Now, God of Thunder. Pure comedy gold, that intro, because he was pissed. Gene got really, really angry at someone. Um, why don't you tell For us about light. that? Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, he, he got up there into his spot. Uh, out there in front uh he's gonna i guess be taken up straight up on the pod um but uh he was <laughs> he got up there and, and there was no light on him, floodlight uh he was asking for the guy and he's then he said uh something like yeah this guy's he's been you know this guy's been working for 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 20 years now and still doesn't get it right kind of thing and he called him an mf you know uh kind of thing uh so the, the, i mean the crowd thought it was kind of funny uh, i don't know if he was serious or not a part of the show i don't think it was part of the show i just think it was a goof because i i hadn't seen the uh, god of thunder and the and the prior shows i hadn't that's the other thing is i tried not to watch many videos from the prior shows to the show i saw so i wanted to be more I thought, hmm, I wonder if they made that part of the show or, or, or if it was a real goof. And I'm guessing it was a... Uh, it's a bit of a real goof, but it's also Gene Shtick. I mean, he... He does his, that. He's his, done his vault thing on the uh, yeah. on the soundboard guy. So that's how he reacts to something not being... Yeah, yeah, I know where you live, bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, was like, I was like, Gene, there's children here. 
You said it. Yeah, yeah, it was little children. How many young children going to their first Kiss concerts had a talk with their parents in their car on the way home because the demon said a naughty word? Well, he is a demon. So there you go. So God of Thunder was fantastic. What did you think about the video screens and their utilization? Because there's about 20 of those uh, hexagonal-shaped things that form the background. And then Gene has a a video segment projected on those because I couldn't, oh, yeah. I couldn't see him up there singing again. They don't film him actually. Well, actually they do film him because those are on the side banner screens. Um, I think the side, yeah, there's but, a side banner. It's like a kiss army kind of banner kind of thing. Uh, that looks like a banner, but it's actually a screen, uh, turns into a screen or is a screen. Um, so they get the live performances on those side screens. Uh, behind them on the big screen uh, was pretty good. Um, it's not overly big. I mean, it's a big, it's a big screen. But I'm just saying, I think I've seen bigger that they've used uh, for a screen behind them. But it worked. Uh, some of the uh, the videos. I didn't pay attention to too much behind them. I think I was watching them more than anything else live on stage. Um, but they did have some good video. You know, they showed some of the older heritage type stuff, which was cool. But as for, uh, you know, uh, God of Thunder, uh, that was, it was good. I mean, it, it came out good. They, they did it well. And I don't know if they slowed down much uh, from the original. I mean, from the, like a live too faster version. It's like in between, I think, of the original and the the fast fast version. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's great. It's it's a good tempo and a good speed of the song. I I like all the disembodied gene heads. Just kind oh of, yeah yeah no, that was cool. So they had recorded for those on the little pause all the gene heads. They were, I guess a special segment they must have recorded uh, with him having blood on his chin kind of thing and looking pretty darn evil and and you know, singing in the, you know, the God of Thunder, Thunder type voice thing. And he's making the gestures. They have different angles of his, there's some side angles of the same video of him singing. Uh, it's just a headshot and it's, it works. I was, I, I was watching that, you know, I thought, oh, that was kind of different. You know, he looks pretty darn evil. I thought I was going to scare some of the kids probably if they watched that one. Yeah, and what they seem to have done for this show, I think that was the third show in a row now, where they bring the central pod down to the stage. And by the way, these are officially called pods, because as per the set list, band pods. Um, there you go. So now we know for sure, for certain. Um, they bring the, the the central pod down, and Gene goes and gets on the pod before he even starts his thing, because uh, they've yes. done it a few different ways until then. And then once he's finished his uh, his blood stuff, he goes up. Um, so, right. you know, that's, that's the only thing that seems to be particularly changed. And then Cold Gin, um, very long, ver- I mean, it's like nine minutes, but Tommy does his rockets and he's shooting down UFOs. Right. How did that look from out in the, uh, in the, in the neighborhood? It looked pretty good. Um, I mean, you see the sparks, uh, coming out of his guitar and it looked like it was, he was aiming at a different pot and he hit another pot kind of thing from, from my angle. Um, the thing about the, the shooting the rockets, I don't know if it looks like anything or I kind of recall way back that you can almost see like something going out towards, you know, like actual rocket looked like it, you know, flew all the way out. Um, 
on past shows or older shows going back. I, it could be my imagination, but this just looked like yeah, some sparks shot out and then the thing popped, went, you know, it blew up and, and then the screen would go off, uh, you know, like get damaged while well, the ufo aliens shot. are on the back screen i mean the little stupid ufo thing with the oh yeah with yeah, the, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i you know i wouldn't be surprised if these days you can't put a projectile uh, of any sort in his rocket so it's just sparkles that come out yeah. because yeah. of liability just in case it's pointing the wrong direction oh, yeah i mean <laughs> people sue for everything so uh yeah again cool cool segment all right next two songs um is a nice segue into the giveaway for today and um You'll need to know one of these songs in order to enter the giveaway, which I'll say more about at the end of this show. So, um, Psycho Circus, which I actually thoroughly enjoyed. It's never been one of my favorite songs as I've been poisoned by the negativity surrounding the recording of the reunion album. And actually talking to Tommy after the show, yeah, it's him. You know, that's him on solo. And I think he said it's oh, yeah. also him on bass on that. So um, I thought it was a thoroughly enjoyable performance. Tuned a whole step down, which is, you know, really taking it low. But it was one of the, the songs in particular that I enjoyed a lot more on this tour than I have in previous years, followed by I Love It Loud, which he stayed on the same guitar for. So uh, two good songs. How did you enjoy both of those? Yeah, uh, Psycho Circus was... Those guy, I've always, I actually, I've always liked the song, um, so I was, I was happy to hear it. Um, and yeah, Tommy's, obviously, he was the lead guitar on the album for that, and uh, you know, did it perfectly, and it sounded great. It, it just sounded, you know, really good. Um, and then I love it loud is your normal, uh, you know, get the people to go, hey, yeah, you know, they have the words, hey, 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 yeah. Uh, on the screen you know no kiss is a very consider- well kiss is a very yeah. considerate band you know it's very helpful for them to put up on the screen hey 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 yeah you know just in case we've forgotten in our dotage yeah they could put you know applause now you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't they didn't need it uh people were were going crazy and, and, and enjoying it so yeah i love it loud it's just it's been kind of a standard you know, for them. Uh, and it, and it works. Um, it's, it's not, that's one of the ones I would say I would, you know, maybe replace in the set list. Um, cause it's been in there for a long time now. Um, but, but it's still, it was still, it's, it's still a classic. Work. It's a classic, you know, it is a classic. whether or not people like it, Paul Stanley says it's a classic. So it's there at the end. That's um, nice. next song is my least favorite in the set. Hide your heart. Which is surprising because I really mm. enjoyed it in um, where was it? I don't remember. I re- I enjoyed it previously, but I find you know Paul's intro to it. Now we're going to do a song. It's a sad song, and the people are off, out, uh, off of uh, Hot in the Shade. Hot in the Shade. I thought, oh, he, he, they're going to pull Forever or something. Like, no, oh, no, he, no, it's a sad no, song, and the people in the audience around we kind of like chuckling over his intro. And yeah. when he said it's a sad song, the girls are like, oh. Yes. <laughs> Um, it, that one doesn't do much for me. How, how do you enjoy it? It was okay. I mean, I've heard it uh, a, a lot. Um, well, I, mean, I can't say a lot live. I mean, they haven't done it every tour or anything like that, so they they haven't burned it out. Um, so it was I was okay hearing it. I mean, the first time I ever did hear it was when I saw Paul Stanley in the club tour back when he pulled it out then, way way back. Uh, uh, 
So, you know, it's always been pretty darn good. Um, I, I have no problem with them playing it. Um, I, it's kind of a classic, I guess, too, in a way, um, as much as some of the other real old classics. Um, but uh, it, it worked. It worked. People got into that one, too. I think pe- there's no letdown in the crowd. I mean, there is no point where it just kind of got dead, you know, where people start go take, you know, pee breaks or go get a beer or whatever. They stayed in their seat and, you know, were rocking with Kiss the whole time. Well, yeah, by then they had empty beer glasses. So. <laughs> and from spilling them, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let me go rock and roll. Another high point for me. I, I'm just enjoying the hell out of that one. It's just so jammy. It's so loose. Uh, it's a little bit of a train wreck at times, uh, but it's so much mm-hmm. fun. Love it to pieces. Yeah, let me go rock and roll is a... You know, it's a throwback rock and roll style song, you know, throwback to Chuck Berry type, you know, stylings um, of early rock and roll. And that's what it's based on. Um, so it's always been a good sign. I've noticed uh, maybe uh, we didn't point this out or not, uh, but I know some of the extended versions I used to do, uh, like you said, 100,000 years. Um, let me go rock and roll. Right. Um, they. They cut the, I mean, they're still extended to a degree, but not as much as they used to be. I don't think they're as long. Either is that, because I, I noticed a couple of them, they, they, they cut it, they trimmed them down, the extended versions. They didn't, they didn't trim it down to the original version on the album, but not like the original alive <coughs> version. Um, they seem shorter to me than normal. Yeah, and it's hard to tell from, you know, kind of like how much is rap and how much is the actual extended sections. I mean, 100,000 years, 11 minutes, cold gin in total, 11 minutes. Um, it's got the, uh, obviously, the, the guitar solo-ish type section in the shooting. Uh, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, nearly nine minutes. So, but it still doesn't. Okay, well, maybe. It doesn't feel like it drags. So No, maybe it just flew by well well yeah because uh, a a lot of that a lot of that is paul then going into the next song and is love gun so he's going out onto the the mini catwalk stage out in the middle so there's a lot of him you know getting the audience interaction into um you know Yeah, so Let Me Go Rock and Roll is probably, uh, I'd subtract a couple minutes off that, maybe six minutes, um, six and a half minutes. So, you know, it's about the right length without it going too far. So how did it look going out to the stage after we persuaded him that he would come out on and see us? You have to, we persuaded him to get out there. Uh, Yeah, it was good. I mean, he, you know, it's the normal uh, thing where he steps his boot in and, and into the ring and, and get taken all the way back there. Um, and, uh, that stage was, you know, was up, raised up originally. You know, in the past, there's been ones where there's just a stage there and it wasn't lowered. It was just, it was just a space. Uh, but this one is actually, you know, lowered from the scaffolding down to a certain level, you know, a little bit lower. And then he, he jumped, you know, he landed on there and 
the stars in the middle part, and then he's able to walk out left or right onto to a microphone on either side. There's microphone in the center and microphones on each side. So he can kind of get interactive with the crowd on each side of the stage um, and, the, and the crowd in the, in the back. Uh, way back uh, of the arena, so it was it was good. Uh, Love Gun was, you know, sounded good, like it always does. So it's a it's another you know, not a drop off. I mean, people, I think they must know that song. Well, the thing, the other thing is, I guess we didn't mention is they do ask Paul asks at the beginning, you know, how many people here are have never seen Kiss before. Uh, there was a lot of people. That had never seen Kiss before. Well, it might have just been people like the guy next to me. Whenever they say it, I thought the guy, yeah. <laughs> he just says, yeah, anyway. <laughs> they may but, not uh, be all being entirely accurate, but it it does seem to get a lot of response at every show I go to, that there's a good percentage of the audience that does acknowledge this being their first show. Yeah, and I think a lot of it does have to do with uh, it's their last chance based on maybe their marketing it you know, did work from that standpoint. It's like, oh shoot, this is the last one. And they kind of never really got out to see them or never got to see them since back in seventies or eighties or something like that. This is my last chance. So that probably, uh, bought out or brought out a lot of, uh, you know, buying customers. Yeah. Because in the Sacramento market, you know, unless they come down to Oakland, which is 100 miles away, San Jose, 130 miles, if they add mm. that in another leg, or Reno, which is, what, 140, um, mm. if they even get to Reno because they canceled that on the Alive Worldwide tour, um, you know, there may not be another visit for these people. So I, I totally expect that most of these shows to have a, quite a percentage of newbies you know, who are seeing, you know, crossing off their bucket list, you know, and seeing yeah. Kiss for the first time. Families taking their children to see Kiss. You know, this is a band dad or mom used to love. You know, let's go see them one last time. Oh, and Junior, you're coming with us too. And by the way, we're painting you up. Uh, you, you know, stuff like that. So I, <laughs> yes. I doesn't surprise me at all. How much does Paul actually use that stage? Because I haven't turned around once because I hate having. Oh, you people. didn't turn around? No, I hate uh, having people looking at me and me looking back because not everyone turns around. So I just he kinda... goes faces both ways on the center star portion. He'll sing out one way towards the back, and then he'll sing out towards the stage, back towards the main stage. Uh, he'll face both ways, but yeah, he 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 walk he'll walk down for, and he does two songs up there. So I can't remember which songs he moved which way uh, on, um, but he went to both ends and sang at the mics up there. Um, so he 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 utilizes it uh, that whole you know walkway that he has from the star out out to each end of it you know yeah i think that's a really nice addition to the show that it gives him an opportunity to come out to the people on either side and get just a little bit closer to people who haven't paid for you know floor um and just gets a little bit more involved and it doesn't take up floor space space having the uh kind of yeah. the, the mini riser that he's used for so, so many years so a nice thing that came out i came out of uh, the vegas was the first time they'd use something like that uh the residency so that's right. a great idea so he stays out there for i was made for loving you that's the one so uh, another song um that I can do without, but it's nice that it's there, I guess, for many. As Paul says, it was their biggest international hit, which is true. And why not? If he wants to play it, well, I'm not going to question that. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the one that I could probably do without. Uh, insert another classic song in there, maybe Doctor Love or something. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, know. calling Doctor Love. Yeah, that would be a really, really like intelligent choice. Yeah, we're missing, you know, uh, some a couple of songs that probably should be in the set list, but oh well, um, it's the way it is. So yeah, it it, it worked. It was fine. Uh, have I heard it probably too many times too? Yes, but it was fine. Uh, and uh, a lot of the people, again, the, the people that hadn't seen them very often, they know the song. They, they were enjoying it. They were getting to it. Yeah, they're not catering to diehards. No, they're not. No. <laughs> That's for sure. But I think diehards can appreciate a lot more of the show, especially, you know, like a lot of that background video that you talked about. You know, there's Winterland up there. There's Midnight Special. Yeah. There, um, there is not a – and this is a couple of criticisms to that – War Machine. You know, yeah, they've replaced that stupid robotic army now with a dragon. I still think there needs to be some footage from Brazil, 83, of Eric Carr in makeup on drums on that. Um, and same with Hide Your Heart should have the video of Eric drumming on the, the roof of the, the Hotel Royale, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and Bruce, come on. You know, those two are really not very present in any of the footage and i can understand Vinny being cut out and mark to a certain extent but i think that video sure. footage being shown needs to embody the whole of history not just the classic era um, eric and tommy are perfectly well represented all over the place in that footage but eric carr well, not being memorialized in some way um is just a personal thing that i'm not a big fan of no I agree, and uh, you know what I was thinking. They sh what they should have done is, if they're playing a song from, you know, '76, show that error of videos and pictures, you know, on the screen behind them. Um, if they're if they're showing, you know, at, at, say Animal Eyes, you know, for Heaven's on Fire, that error, show the people that were part of that era of Kiss. Again, goes for you know. Creature of the Night or even, you know, Revenge or whatever. Uh, or Hot in the Shade. They could have had Eric Carr there, showed him there, and Bruce. and Integrate it with the songs that you're playing and, and the, era, the era that they're from. And, 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 you know, give, you know, give, I don't know, praise or whatever you want to call it, uh, to the your past history and the members that did contribute um to those you know songs right so you know that's my biggest criticism is that it's all great it's all good but there yeah. are just some things that could be done to make it make me feel better and maybe a lot of people won't notice that eric carr isn't you know present in there but i did and just because i did i yeah. think they need to fix it but that's all ego all right black I agree. black diamond <laughs> Um, nice, black time, yes. nice extent, extended intro. Um, Eric sings the hell out of it, um, and that's the end of the main set. So, yeah, well, Black Diamond is my all-time favorite Kiss song. So, it, I was happy to hear it. Of course, just the same way you're happy to hear Deuce uh, <laughs> every show. I never get sick of it. Um, I always do. I was like, oh, you know, Paul, this time, please do the the you know the other intro they used to do uh back in like 70 you know six or whenever uh uh the riffing guitar but now he's just like dun, 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 and 
it's like, no, I want the old version the way he used to do it, but unfortunately he doesn't do it that way, but that's okay. Um, the song is a great song. Again, one of my favorite, Eric, Eric Singer does a great job. Um, uh, you know, and the ending, though the ending on this one, you know, they've, they've changed the endings over the years. Uh, this was the one that they started doing on the Animalize, remember, uh, tour or live and censored, whatever you want to call it, that time period where that that different ending uh then uh I, instead of the dun dun they kind of the, did the dun 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 you know the other type ending i can't hear you now what happened oh and then they freeze on the stage yeah oh yeah and, and then they do a quick freeze. I, yeah i love that at the end that they just yeah. it's just it's like comic book yeah. kiss yeah so I like that ending that they do. Um, so it, it's it's just a great song. You can't miss on Black Diamond. And the drum rises at the end, and it takes Eric a couple minutes oh, yeah. to get back down. So he takes the elevator down, goes under the stage, straps into his piano seat, and then yeah. uh, what did that look like to you uh, coming up through the stage for Beth? Uh, it was cool. I could see that you know, kind of open uh, the stage there and. I, I knew what to expect because I heard heard about it or saw just I think that was one of the videos I did see a little bit of um, from the prior shows and uh, it was cool I could see him it's at top of his head he's there he comes coming up da, 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 da. and uh, from my angle I could see him really being you know doing the chords on the piano so folks he is he is doing the piano though it's not a full blown out you know Liberace treatment. Um, it's, or, you know, or, or Elton John or Billy Joel or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's, he's, he's, he's hitting the, the, you know, the chords for the song, um, which is absolutely fine. You know, he's, at least he's doing something on it instead of, you know, faking it totally, um, which would have been kind of, you know, it, it would be the Paul Lynn special in that sense. And, and again, that was very cool. He, he sang it well. It's fine. It's a good tribute, actually, to Peter Chris, and it is a throwback. If you and they've done it, I guess every show now, where they they walk out at the end of the song, you know, or walk um, walk back out onto the stage, you know, Paul, Tommy, and and Gene, and Gene comes and you know puts his hand on the right shoulder of uh, Eric Singer. Um, so it's yeah, it's a it's a definite nod to the. Paul Lynn special. I, I didn't say earlier that I don't know if you noticed earlier in the show, and it was on a different song earlier in the show there where Eric Singer lost his drumstick. Um, yeah, I saw that off to the side. Yeah, it bounced off and went to the side on this onto the stage. But anyway, but the yeah, Beth, it worked. It was it was it was good, and and everyone had their. It used to be lighters in the old day, right? Everyone, but the now phones it's and Eric screen for everyone lights. to light the place up. And you know, he was animated. it was lit up. He, he's, I a picture of it. He's doing really well on that song, but 
if they do a Blu-ray, and they must do a Blu-ray of this performance, this is one oh, of the will. parts of the show that I just think could be filmed fantastically for that format and would really be a highlight. Regardless yes. of what anyone thinks about Eric doing the song, it's visually very appealing. It's well executed. It's a very fun part of the show, and I love the band coming out and standing around the piano and kind of patting Eric on the back. I mean, come on, the guy's been in the band a long time, has done a lot for the band, is great yeah. with the fans, is a really fun guy so it's a great part um now we're into the encores now in in my drama of um of uh doing this tommy meet and greet i had been texted by his guitar tech that when um do you love me ends i have to head over to get to the the side gate to do the meet and greet which was going to happen immediately after the show so that was a bit of a, a bummer at this point in the show for me because do you love me um Great, great song again. Um, but you know, all the balloons bouncing around at the end. Uh, oh, yeah, they were it. right. Yeah. Yeah, the um, balloons came down from, I think, the side. I don't know where they dropped them from exactly, but I think they come down from the sides, each side. Um, uh, and because they came down over, it was like straight over my head, they were coming down. And, uh, I was hopefully, hoping to try to get one, you know, just take it back as a memento, kind of like the old sponges back from 1979 when they dropped those out um it's it's a nice little uh twist to the kiss show to put the the kiss uh, balloons i mean they're they're big balloons and have the kiss logo on them and the the kiss icons on them um and some people were popping them uh, some people were and most most of them were just getting you know you know bounced around on the onto the down from the side and then onto the center, uh, the floor where where you were. Um, so it was it was a good little twist, something new that they haven't done before. Yeah, neat. And uh, again, it goes straight into rock and roll all night. So at that point, I left my seat and was barging my way through the audience to the side. And then I had a nice long fight with security, um, trying to persuade them that I was supposed to be going over there while rock and roll all night's playing right as I, I, I reached security right as the solo started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was, I'm supposed to be over there. Look at this web page. I've got no official credentials. I've got nothing other than my word and my good looks to persuade BB <laughs> security that I'm supposed to go around to the side and await um, Tommy's tech in order to do this guitar meet and greet afterwards. I, I will say that's something they got to improve because um, I was lucky. To, I felt like I was lucky to get past security oh, wow. and get to where I was supposed to be. And then I made eye contact with the tech and I was taken backstage. So let's get your perspective of rock and roll all night and then i'll give you mine from backstage yeah well rock and roll night um it's you know i guess even though we hear it every show it's expected of course um uh, it wouldn't be a kiss concert without that song um, and it is the like they said the rock and roll national anthem and it's it's the party it is the actual party song uh for kiss and you know everything goes off on that one um you get all the confetti blowing out like crazy just just a snowstorm of confetti um and then gene and you see the little scaffolding pieces like cherry picker type stuff get spun down to where gene and uh, tommy are on each side of the stage and they stand on 
this one pod and kind of gets them ready. And then thing comes down and then they kind of step back into their little uh, U-shaped, whatever it is, uh, to to stand on their little um, cherry picker. And then they go up. Then they go up. And then it swings. They swing out, you know, over the audience, you know, out. Uh, So it it got up. eh, It may go up to about. I don't know, I want to say halfway up the side, but it goes up a ways, and it was over past my head, and probably the first section, I guess probably as deep as my first section would go back, um, maybe. Um, and it gets them closer to the audience there, and the people were were loving it, and he's singing up there, Gene's singing up there, and he's, he's throwing picks down at them well, from up there, and um, yeah, it was cool. That was different. I mean, it just kind of went right over my head. I was like, yeah, hopefully they never have an accident or something. <laughs> That'd be horrible. But, um, it's, it was cool. Um, and then I guess I probably was focusing on Gene Custer's right there. Uh, but then, you know, without focusing too much on, then I would look over and I could see, you know, Tommy's doing the same thing on the very other side of the, uh, arena. Um, and then, you know, Paul's just on the stage doing this thing. Um, it's just a, you know, great party, rock and roll song. Everything's going off. Uh, the sp- spinning kind of spark things they have, they brought back to those. Uh, it's really a big spinner, the spinners kind of thing uh, that they used to use. Uh, so that was there for that. And, you know, they everything's blow going. everything up. They blow everything the at the end. It's, it's just it's, it's just a barrage of sparks and and bombs and fire and it's just that's the way to end it really. Yeah. So by that time, Paul's breaking his guitar on stage. By the time I get um, hmm. backstage, and I'm just standing off to the side of the stage where the uh, I'm told stand there, don't move. Fine, I don't have any credentials on. I want to get this guitar. Uh, fine, I'll do what I'm told. Uh, guitar, broken guitar comes off stage, and I'm screamed out to get the fuck out of the way. You know, end of the show. The people are working, so I've got no problem with being sworn at like like that. That's no big deal. Um, so I just take it one step to the side uh, from my position where I was told not to, to stand. And I'm watching Tommy's up immediately up above. I see Gene way out there. I mean, the perspective. I see Eric's up on the on the risers really being animated couldn't see paul from my uh, vantage point um but i'm standing right under the lighting on the the what would be the right side of the stage so up above me is the banner the spotlights and all the scaffolding and then stuff starts exploding i'd taken off my ear protection (laughs) to argue with security so i had full force just explosions i actually jumped because i was not ready for the concussion i was not ready it was just insane how loud and the concussion and the smell there was stuff falling down on us from the pyro i had two Mm. sacramento pd officers next to me um one not wearing a hat and he had stuff drop on his bald scalp and he moved out of the way and stood where i been standing a moment ago and the guitar, uh, the tech came over and swore at him to get the fuck out of the way uh <laughs> and the cop just like did as i'd done like a homer simpson into the uh 
into the bushes kind of move, yeah. you know, respecting the guys who are working, even the police and the security, you know, just yeah. uh, stay out of those guys way as the show's coming to an end. So all this stuff's going off. I'm trying to take pictures with my iPhone, which never takes any good, um, good shots, but it was just incredible. I mean, that for me, uh, was nearly another high point of the meet and greet. I mean, it's a high ticket item to do, but then to get that bonus of seeing the culmination of the show from backstage yeah. and yeah, oh, yeah i looked to yeah. my left and doc's just standing there i i wasn't oh quick, really yeah i wasn't quick wit enough to say hey doc hey how about a quick photo because i don't have any photos with doc yeah. um so it would have been you know cool to have done that but just again watching the show come to an end and then jeans helped off stage you know there's just guys to make sure he doesn't trip holding lighting taking good care of these guys um Tommy and Eric come off stage and then it's my meet and greet. Basically they've walked down the hall 50 feet. The other guys have taken off. Uh, Tommy's being held up and straight from the stage after playing a two hour plus show, Tommy goes straight into a room with me to give me let's see, this bad boy. So nice. Ooh, I, yeah. I've done the Explorer and there's the inscription out of this world, out of this world. Um, I just had to, I just had to pick a, you know, I, I thought of all sorts of different things that I'd have him write, but I just decided something stupid um, and not have it written to Julianne or Julianne. Oh, right. Julianne. Um, so I had, a, a, what is it, 10, 15 minutes with Tommy? Um, just yeah, chatted about Psycho Circus, this and that. I got to give him copies of a couple of books that involve his part of uh, uh, history and the Gene oh, Simmons cool. Falls. And, you know, he's a really nice guy. And it was nice just for me to be able to personally thank him for 17 additional years that I got to experience Kiss shows because he was a member of the band. Because if the band had ended after the original farewell, I would have been stuck on three shows. Yeah, they were great shows, but I had an additional 20, I'll be up to 26 in uh, September. Um, wow. when the final show happens and the majority have been with Eric and Tommy as part of the lineup yeah. and I've never done a one-on-one -on -one event with Tommy so it was great just to see him and you know how amiable how you know how cool he was coming off stage and doing one of these immediately um you know well worth every cent of the money especially you know the explosions and close up immediately before <laughs> and then doing some photos with him backstage so thank you very much Tommy and team for being uh <clears throat> Really cool. So that is today's giveaway. It is one of the things I had him sign. I didn't take much because I, I was only going for guitar. It is uh, this oh, yeah. is 2009. One of the best photos I've taken, which doesn't say much, but it's one of the best oh, wow. photos I've taken. So I've had him sign one of these to give away, and he gave me a stack of pics as well. So this week's giveaway is a Tommy signed 5x7 taken by me, a Tommy pick from the End of the Road tour. And I told nice. you which songs he played this explorer on there were two in the middle of the set um, one of which he played on the studio version as well in 1998 so all you gotta do is put in an email one of the two songs that he played this guitar on send it to kissfaq at outlook.com by wednesday the 20th of february at noon and i'll enter you in a random drawing you, it doesn't matter where you're from that's light enough to send and uh i'll even throw in a little bit of i think i've still got confetti in one of my bags from one of the show um, yeah i got confetti. i didn't collect it it just fell in the damn thing yeah um, yeah yeah so where does this show rate for you on all the shows that you've seen? Is it a satisfactory bookend to your, if you, let's say, you know, that we're talking September after that final show, since it'll probably be very similar. Is it a good bookend to your Kiss Live experience? 
Yeah, it is. Uh, I was gonna, I was saying somewhere, uh, maybe it was on my Facebook, um, that it was one of the best Kiss uh, shows that I've seen in, I said, a long, long time. Um, I mean, it, it's much better than the last, at least the last four I've seen. I mean, I got to go back to the, you know, Rock the Nation was good, but that was different. That was more not the firepower or the stage. It was it was more the songs uh, of that, you know, concert. Um, I have to go back. You know, this is this is something that the, you know, the reunion stage should have been or, you know, could have been. I, maybe the technology wasn't there, but. The reunion could have been a lot better. I mean, I have to go back to like something like, you know, Revenge or Hot in the Shade, those state kind, kind of stages to do any kind of comparison to, you know, the whole, you know, the whole big picture of it all. Um, so it, it ranks high, real high uh, as for uh, uh, the concert experience. The Kiss concert experience is really you're, I felt very immersed in in the experience. Um, sure, I've seen them a ton of times, and I know what it's all going to be about, um, but I was really, really into it on this one, um, and I, I enjoyed every bit of it. It's worth it if anyone wants to, you know, is on the fence about it. It's a great show. The music's great. Uh, the again, the stage. The, the, the pods, the videos, the fire, <laughs> you know, everything, the bombs. I mean, it's just, it works so well with the, the current, you know, the current stage and lineup and the music. And it just, it just, it just was great. Uh, again, it's, it's very high. It's very high. I'm not going to say it's my best, you know, favorite all time show or anything like that, but it's, as far as a concert experience, it's it's very, very, very high. It's a great way to end. And on that note, let's give this uh, episode an end as well, because, uh, you know, that's a lot of end-of-the-road coverage that we've provided. Uh, we're going to put in some video clips, which you will have already seen if you've been watching this. Um, remember the contest question for this week, which, which two songs did uh, Tommy Thayer play um, my guitar on? And... Psycho Circus and I Love It Loud, if you weren't paying attention when I said that. <laughs> it's all a random drawing anyway, so uh, it doesn't really matter. What I will say is I I agree. It's a, a great production, a great show, and I enjoyed this one more than Vancouver because I was able to focus on some other things, and it wasn't all mm. new. So I guess my eye was drawn where it hadn't been before, and it is kind of the show that I would recommend seeing a few times. And uh, again, I, I'm going to see friends at each and every show, and that's what it's about. I'm looking forward to LA so um hope to do a little bit of a meetup before then hope to get to blood so's for some barbecue which i know i enjoy uh so for now we'll just say thank you for listening and watching all of our coverage we do appreciate it uh do chime in on the uh threads where you watch this uh, your thoughts on what we've talked about with the show obviously you know the lip syncing is going to remain part of the com conversation i don't think it matters you may that's nice go and enjoy it don't go enjoy it be happy anyway for now from ken and myself thank you for watching and listening and we will see you next time on the kiss heavy podcast
Press stop. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.